What's up guys, welcome to Make It Happen with me, Gareth Emery, how to make it in the music industry. On today's show, how to be authentic, how to finish a track and know when it's finished, and the best way to get inspired. Let's do this. What's up guys, I'm Gareth Emery, welcome, this is Make It Happen, and today's episode is about authenticity. Um, as you can see, I am in um, a hotel room in Melbourne, Australia. I had an amazing show here tonight, and um, I got back to my room, I was just so pumped to record this episode, I thought, let's do it. And um, I don't know what could be more authentic um, than recording an episode on your iPhone in the middle of the night. So um, I apologise if the production values today are a little bit off. It is just me with an iPhone, but I have got some true fire for you today. And um, I think one of the things in the music industry a lot of people, especially people new to it, struggle with is authenticity, how to be yourself. Um, so today I want to talk about authenticity in three forms. Firstly, music. Secondly, your kind of online slash media persona. And thirdly, your overall business strategy. Number one, being authentic in the music that you are making. I'm going to keep this one pretty short. Um, don't copy or follow other people too much. The biggest mistake people make when writing and producing music is to overly reference what is popular right now. And I know why people do that. You know, if you're a smart person, you think I'm gonna research the market and I'm gonna see what people are liking. And then after I've done my market research, I'm gonna give them a product that they're proven to like. That is wrong and let me um, explain to you why. Right now in dance music, everybody is going to be referencing, like, say, Roses by the Chainsmokers, massive hit. Um, Mike Posner, I took a pill and I be for Seed remix, absolutely massive record. And in about six months, label A&Rs are going to be absolutely overwhelmed with tracks that sound like those two records. But here is the fucking problem. Those records were made two years ago, because that's how long it takes for a record to go from studio to release. So if you're copying those tracks right now, or anything else in the top 40, Billboard 100, whatever, you're already behind the curves, you're already doing it wrong. Um, unfortunately, when it comes to making music, and I think this applies to any sort of creative business, market research is not the way to go. Make something that you like. The market may not be ready for you yet, but if you continue making what you like, the market will come to you. I've, I've done this both ways in my careers. I've spent times where I've gone, I wanna make a record like that because it's a hit. And I've gone times where I've gone, you know what, I'm making it for me because I fucking love it and it's what I'm feeling. And trust me, the ones that I was feeling did way better than the kind of cynical market research um, records I was making. So um, don't focus on other people, focus on yourself, make the music that feels authentic to you. It's the only way to do it, it's gonna work out much better. Number two, being authentic on social media. I could talk about this one all day, but I'm going to keep it quick. Look, just fucking do you and just be yourself. It is easier, it is simpler, and it is better. I know so many artists that 
don't do themselves and they kind of think, well, the kids these days like fucking tattoos and they like selfies, so they go and do tattoos and selfies. Or they think the kids like Snapchat, so I'm gonna go and do like fucking 50 snaps a day. And there's nothing wrong with tattoos and selfies and snaps if you're into tattoos and selfies and snaps. But if you're not into these things, don't do them. You'll only make your life difficult. I've got a buddy of mine who kind of presents himself as this ultimate ladies man. And he's kind of known amongst his fans as this sort of womanizing sort of playboy. And he's really not. He's got a girlfriend and he's pretty clean cut and he doesn't even really drink alcohol. So, um, and every now and again he gets really paranoid because he thinks his fan base are going to discover who he really is and they're not going to want to be his fans anymore. And I think that example just shows if you go down a road of pretending to be somebody that you are not, you're only creating difficulty for yourself in the future. And again, it's one I did in the past. I used to go, here's the sort of person I want to project myself as. And it wasn't me. And eventually I was like, look, just be that annoying, fast talking, high voice narcissist that you are. And like some people will dig you and other people won't, but either way, it'll be fucking easy. So um, honestly, just be yourself, whoever you are. If you love selfies and tattoos, do selfies and tattoos. If you're a music geek and you just want to do production tutorials, do production tutorials, make the content that fits your personality and um, just do it. Number three, being authentic in business. The third area I want to talk about is authenticity in your business strategy and goals. Just avoid checklists of things that you're supposed to do. People will say, you've got to have an agent, you've got to have a publisher, you've got to have this social media account, you've got to do this and that. Like, honestly, you don't need to do fucking any of those things. There aren't really any rules in the music business or in any creative business. And I'm going to do a longer episode about this at some point. You can do whatever the fuck you want to do. You just have to have the determination to stay the course and not be put off when people tell you that's not how we do things around here. I've been told many times when trying to do things in the music business, oh, this is not how we do things in the music business. And many times I went, oh, okay, tell me how you do do things. Wrong move. The thing you need to do is go, well, I don't really care because the last time I checked, it was a free fucking world, so I'm going to do it anyway. It works out so much better. The most successful music video I've done in the last few years is one called CVNT5, and some of you may have seen it. It was a complete parody, a satire. Um, it was pretty offensive, and um, when we were making it, so many people told me, nobody does comedy in dance music. We don't do music videos like this. Go and make a boy meets girl video. We all know how to make those. And... Instead, I pushed through, despite the fact it was more difficult, I made the video I wanted to make, and it did way better. So just remember, you don't need to do anything to be successful that you don't want to do. Do the shit you're good at, and do the shit you're excited about, and focus your time on those things, rather than doing things just because you're told that's what you need to do to be successful. Because the people that tell you that are wrong, and the chances are they ain't fucking successful. And now the questions. At Stellfox via Twitter, how do you feel is the best way to get an artist to hear and approve a remix of one of their tracks? 
Um, hey there, Stell Fox. I kind of hope your name is a reference to Stephen Stell Fox, a character in one of my favourite novels about the music industry, Kill Your Friends. If it's not, go and read Kill Your Friends. Not just you, everybody. It's an amazing book. Um, best way to get somebody to hear a remix of one of their older tracks? Like, you've just got to send it to them. I mean, Twitter is always the best way to get somebody's contact details. So just send them an act message. You may have to do it a few times till they notice you. Um, saying, hey, I've done a remix of one of your older tracks. I'd like to send it to you, please. Send it to them. If they like it, I'm sure they'll give it a, an official release because you're doing them a remix for free. Um, if they don't like it, they probably won't. I mean, like, like many things, right, this comes down to the quality of the remix. If the remix you give them is good, they're going to release it. If somebody does a great remix of one of my old tracks, of course I'm going to release it. Why wouldn't I? It's not costing me anything. Thank you very much. Bring it on. Um, so... I think put your focus into making the product, i.e. the remix, incredible, and you'll suddenly find getting it released becomes quite easy. Via email from Jeff Cryle. The time I find to create is when I tend to be worn out and not inspired. How do you do it when you're not in the zone? It's tough, Jeff. I mean, getting that creative sort of juice firing and getting that creative moment is uh, something I think we all struggle with. It, and sometimes it happens and sometimes it doesn't. I don't think creating when you don't want to create is usually a good thing to do. I think good work comes when you are enthused and you want to be there and you want to be doing it. So I think we take a step back and you look at how you best nurture those times um, when you want to create. So say, for instance, you always find you, you want to create after you've had three glasses of wine in a joint, go and have three glasses of wine in a joint. For me, it might be working out, exercise, going and walking in a city, having a great dinner with friends. You know, usually I want to create when I'm out of the day-to-day -day grind of emails and social media and bullshit. So, and, and this is just for me, right? Your solutions may be completely different. But for me, if I take myself out of that world of admin and bullshit and agents and general music industry crap, and I go and do something completely different, I come back ready to create. Um, I think for all you guys creating out there, you just need to figure out what are the circumstances that create the optimum environment for you to create in, what gets you inspired, and just go and replicate it. You already know what it is, because obviously you've created something, so what puts you in a good position to create, and go and do it again. Via Snapchat from at Sandyway. Whenever I finish a record, I will compare it to other people and never think that it's sounding as good. Therefore, I never send it to record labels and move on to something else. How do you feel that your track is good enough to be finished? <laughs> um, I love questions like this because it's something we all suffer from and I think I can answer this for you pr uh, pretty easily. Um, look, firstly, you never think your track is good enough. And if you want to see an example of how this works, take any track, it can be the best fucking track in the world, and listen to it a thousand times. Because that's how many times you listen to your track when you're making it. Trust me, if you listen to anything a thousand times, you will fucking hate it. It doesn't mean your track is bad, you've just listened to it so many times, plus all the self-doubt that creators tend to have, um, you're just seeing its flaws rather than its, um, than its good points. So, you just have to push through that barrier and realise it probably is pretty decent, otherwise you wouldn't have got to that position um, in the first place. You're just suffering from severe over-listen. 
in terms of when to stop tweaking it and to draw a line under it and say this track is finished, um, you know, that is difficult. And I do think you should work as hard as you can in the later stage of the process, even when you're making pretty incremental tweaks um, to get a track as good as possible. You do only ever finish a track once. There will only be one finished form of that track. And trust me, it's really annoying when a track has been released and there's something that you didn't quite get right that you wished you'd spend a few more hours and fixed. It will bug you in years to come. So, especially if the track gets big and you keep fucking hearing it. So, I think, um, take a lot of time in the last stages, but the question I usually ask myself is, am I doing anything that will change whether somebody likes the track or not? And remember that most people like a track not based on production, but based on its musical merits. If you're not changing anything that will determine whether somebody likes it or doesn't like it, you're probably just about done. So that's it for today. Um, I hope you've enjoyed this episode from Melbourne in Australia. Big shout out to the Aussies. I'm having a great time here with you. Today's recap, be authentic. Be authentic with the music that you make, your online persona and the personality you project and your business strategy. Remember, just do you. It is way easier than we make it think. Um, that is Make It Happen. Remember, you can subscribe to the podcast version of this show if you want to get it automatically downloaded and never miss an episode. Just search hashtag Make It Happen in um, iTunes. There is an audio and a video version. And uh, send me a question for next um, week's show, gareth at garethremley.com. My name's Gareth Henry. Thank you so much. Make it happen.